in society, we really have a problem with appreciating greatness until it's gone. The Warriors had this crazy dominant stretch where they done championship, then had a 73 win season, breaking this crazy record that was held by Michael Jordan for how long, came back and won two back to back to back championships with Kevin Durant and the whole time that they were destroying the NBA and really ahead of the whole league, it was surrounded by controversy and news headline. Is Steph Curry true to the finals MVP? How can they be the greatest team ever if they lost when they won 73 games? Is Kevin Durant going there a cop out for the Warriors? And as their run in the era starts to fade, we start to forget how truly special it was for a team to revolutionize the three-point shooting the way they did. Drake has this crazy run. 10 years in the rap game, no artist has ever really accomplished what he has. And right now we're seeing it again with the Marvel Studios and what they've really done with the Avengers and all of these Marvel movies. Never before in cinema have we seen a dominant stretch of a saga go movie after movie and just have box office success on this rate and this caliber. And we're almost starting to take it for granted. But there are a couple of times where we have these subtle reminders to really help us understand how ridiculous of an accomplishment this really is. You see, over the 20 Marvel movie studios movies that they've made, they've made these two ones that have really transcended what it is possible to do on the big screen. Of course, I'm talking about Avengers, and if you didn't know, there recently they released a headline that literally made me fall off my chair, slap my mom, kiss my grandma, and eat old 10-day pudding because it was just that ridiculous. Of course, I'm talking about Avengers Endgame officially being the highest grossing movie of all time. And of course, you may be asking yourself, well, we knew this was going to happen because it's the Avengers, baby. <laughs> but we might not have. Here, let me let me walk you through it. By the way, today I want to talk to you guys about this ridiculous feat that they've got. You know, being the highest grossing movie of all time. And we're uneducated investors. So what we want to know is who's making money off of this? Who is getting rich? Who is making the big banks? I'll give you five people, according to this YouTube video I saw. Hopefully I'll find them be able to link in the description. Five investors that are really making money off of this or normal types of movies. And I'm, I'm going to show you who those five investors are after the break. There's no break. Uh, there, there really isn't. Hi, this is Fly Stewie, and you're watching the Uneducated Investor Podcast. Feel free to say hi, say hello, do all those great things, and leave a like and a comment down below. Let me know what your favorite Marvel movie is, who your favorite superhero is, what your favorite power is, all your favorites, baby. And of course, if you're listening to this on a podcast, and leave a five-star review on Apple, because that's, my friends, what helps the algorithm, and it helps the flight crew grow. Grow, 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 grow. Now, before we get into the five investors who really made wealth and really made money off of this movie, how much profit 
did this movie really make? Now remember, when they make a movie like this, they have a budget and then they have the total grossing amount. So of course, they have to pay back their costs once this movie is made, but they have to get that money from somewhere. And that's where investors come up to help this budget and they gotta help this movie get approved. Uh, so right now I wanna flip to my screen, let you guys see what I'm looking at. And I'm just looking at a good old wiki, uh, good old wiki document here, you know? So we're gonna go here, you can see my screen right now, it looks all cool and colorful and all that stuff. And all I want you to do is look at this right now. Now this nice little Google, you know, nothing fancy, nice little Google thing, estimates that Infinity War alone made around $350 million. And Endgame, let's say it cost around, um, I don't know, $350 million again. So both of these money movies cost around 700 million in total to produce, right? And now what is the grossing revenue that that production budget of 700 million for these two movies have made the movie in total? So going again to trusted Wikipedia, the most trusted, uh, you know, non-sketch, non-scam source of all time, we can see that in the top highest grossing films, Avengers officially passed Avatar for number one and their total worldwide gross number is $2.7 billion for Endgame and another $2 billion for Avengers, making the total grossing for these films $4.7 billion. Just an absolute ridiculous, ridiculous, retardedless. That's a word. I, I'm not sure. I think that's a word, but it just makes it a ridiculous amount of money. That is essentially they made in profit, doubled their money in the three years of producing these two movies, three to four years of producing this movie. They basically doubled their profit every year, did like 120% return basically like every year, um, which is ridiculous. And one of the things about this huge amount of money that they made from their $750 million is that this is a great opportunity for investors you know the big thing about investing in movies like this is that it's really hard to turn a lot of money into a lot more money well, what do i mean by that of course you can make you know a 10 percent return off of 100 million dollars but it's really hard to turn 100 million dollars into 500 million dollars in the short term to long term it is much easier to turn a dollar to $2 or to $5 because there are more investing opportunities the smaller amount of money that you have. Now this might seem very contrary to belief. Most people say, you know, money makes money. And that is true. You know, the more money you have, the more money you're going to make. However, what I'm saying is that the smaller amount of money you have, the easier it is to double the amount of money you have. Whereas the larger the amount of money you have, it's easier to make money, but when it comes to doubling, it is extremely hard to turn $1 billion into $2 billion. So of course that makes them go to other different avenues and really put, think of everything as an investment. And that's one of the reasons why that 
uh, the film industry is very attractive to investors because here's an opportunity where you can have a film, have a great idea and turn it into, you know, have a double or triple its money within the two years of production or the one year of production that it takes or the couple months, depending on how talented and how efficient the director is at managing budgets and uh, delivering an efficient product. So what I want to talk about is the five people who really, you know, they really come out ahead in making money when it comes to, or not making money, but just the five type of people who invest in these type of films. Now, instead of talking about the big budgets of, you know, of Disney movies, of Marvel movies, you know, $750 million is a lot. Let's think about it a little different. Let's think about us as investors, you know what I mean? And thinking about the types of movies we could technically, if we had enough money in our pocket fund these are like the indie films you know the independent films that go on to the film studios um these are gonna be a budgets of under five hundred thousand. these are normally what average day people like you and i could probably invest in and what type of investors are they going out for now one of the crazy things about making one of these small independent films is that it's extremely hard for them to find funding you know these movies a lot of them don't bring back profit so they have to get really creative and looking for um, investors so essentially what I want to do with this is like kind of bridge the gap between you know investors and filmmakers and kind of see that little subtle dance that they do so the first investor that really funds these independent movies or independent films you know the under 500,000 ones is the philanthropist this is the person that just wants to do a charitable thing to really help a young filmmaker out maybe they just love film and want to see the craft continue but this is one of the types of investors that really help them out the second type of investor that really helps invest into movies to get them made is the vanity investor now of course these are the people who just want an art piece that reflects them to be made in the world whether it's about their community whether it's about their basketball team or whether it's directly about them they want to do something that where they have a self-interest maybe an egotistical spin to really uh help them get their movie made the third type of investor is someone who has a strategic purpose now this is best illustrated as an activist you know someone who you know really champagns for the lgbtq community they senior you know director skills and they're like can you make a movie that really encapsulates really captures our um you know our movement our struggles our story and that's the type of funding that really helps these directors make their movies now you're noticing a trend here you know being an artist or being a filmmaker of course if they want investors the ones that uh the way that they can go about getting money they have to compromise you know their artistic i guess creativeness for a bit you know it's not so much as them coming out with this original script but it's coming out with a script that has a proven audience and this is what really helps them turn the leaf and make these budgets into profitable um endeavors for their investors now the fourth type of investor that really helps out these movies getting made is of course the rich rich people who simply just want a tax write-off you see rich folks are always looking for a way to lower their taxable income that they have you know once they have those after-tax dollars they want to somehow find a way to not pay taxes on them 
and maybe get, you know, lower their taxable income at the end of the tax year. So one of the ways that they do it is they make a bunch of investments and if an investment goes bad, it's not the worst because at a 50% tax bracket, yes, when you make over like half a million dollars a year, you're pushed at a 50% tax bracket. If you send any sort of money into an investment that goes bad, you get to write off that whole amount and 50% of it essentially goes back into your bank account because it's a bad investment. So what of a lot of these, you know, uber rich people will do is maybe just invest in a film that, you know, is a long shot and before it's even produced, they write it off as a, you know, a bad investment. So, you know, they get their money back maybe instantly at the end of the year. It's a way to tax to further money. And if the investment ever becomes good, then of course they maybe pay taxes on it in the future, but they're able to tax to defer a lot of money, you know, pay taxes in the future on it. And that way, they can basically have their dollars today work harder than if they had to pay taxes on it. It's a great way to defer their taxes. Rich people are great at deferring their taxes and that's what makes them so special. And the fifth and probably the biggest way that investors really go out there and invest in these movies and have them made. This is the fifth type of investor that, you know, smaller films really look at to um, you know, go and get funding and probably the one of the main ones. And of course, this is just the straight up business man, the business individual, the investor, that finance guy who sees this as a profitable opportunity. Now, of course, the other four, as you can see, were easy sources of funding, which means if you get them, you don't have to make a profit. The business guy, he really wants to profit. You know, this is the Disney Studios. They got real money on the lines. They need to see a profit. They need to see a return. So of course, this is when the filmmakers will go out there and create a really extravagant business plan. Now this business plan, um, you know, indicates where the money will spent, how much is spent, why is this a great, you know, why is this a great profitable endeavor to go into for the investors? And this is the beautiful dance of, you know, the filmmaker and investors. So if you were ever thinking about being an investor, you know, uh, you probably don't have that much money and you're probably trying to, you know, make a return on your money. So you'd be that businessman looking for a savvy, profitable, you know, filmmaker who has a great idea and you think that it could be profitable. Now, the best way to really go about and you know analyze a film and make say hey you know is there something here is there a audience for this you know is maybe think about those four different you know other investors you know like the philanthropists you know or the strategic purpose you know being able to identify the already built-in obvious audience the already built-in interests of people who'd want to see this also a great way is to look at you know Look at the type of appeal, the type of arbitrage that you can get out. Uh, arbitrage is just a word that means the risk-free profit. You know, what is being undervalued in this film that you think is gonna be um, really, you know, resonate with an audience, really make an audience relate to the film. Now, I think, you know, using social trends, we can start to predict things that are gonna be, you know, more valued or, you know, basically are valuable to a wider audience in the future. I think a big social trend that's, you know, you're going to see a lot of these movies being made in the future and these movies start to do well in the future is movies about minority stories. Think about it. 
with the huge pushes in Hollywood for inclusion, it's essentially you rarely see an all white cast anymore. They're trying to get, you know, brown people in or Asian people in or black people in all these different cultures. So think about the minority groups who are very underrepresented in media. So I'm thinking that in the Western society, you're going to see a lot more Indian and Asian movies that are doing well, and even Aboriginal and Native movies that are doing well. So these are movies that can be produced for maybe like $200,000, or they can be produced for, you know, $400,000 and make a return of $1.2 million because right now the world is being primed for these type of movies and they'll have a domestic audience. But because they're from a minority group, they're gonna have a huge international appeal. And this is where the is going to be made. A lot of moolah is gonna be made here, guys. A lot of it, a lot, a lot of it. Because minority groups are gonna appeal to the international audiences. And this is where, you know, you as the person who has that, maybe you have a little bit of a nest egg on your, maybe you have a little bit of chitter change on your pocket a little bit. This is where you can start to really make your money back in the minority films that appeal to the international audiences. And of course, there's gonna be actors who, you know, won't ask for that much, who maybe are really, really translatable and have an international audience. This is the type of arbitrage. This is the type of risk-free profit. This is the type of undervalued stock that you look for in a movie. So I guess my question of, you know, who's really getting paid off of, you know, these movies are these five investors when it comes to, you know, this end game, breaking the box office, you know, having a 2.7 billion being the biggest movie, just know that some super rich guy got paid. You know, somebody gave Disney that movie. Of course, it's a sure shot for Disney to make that money back. So maybe they fronted all of it, but maybe they didn't. Maybe they want to diversify their risk and got some super rich people to give them money as a favor to those rich people. So somebody got paid. Actors negotiated great contracts, probably got a lot of equity in it. So they probably got paid off of the back end, getting, you know, the residual money in. Just know that money, movies make lots of money when you see these type of returns millions and hundreds of millions are being made for people once again my name is fly stewie baby and you are listening to the uneducated Inventor podcast if you liked this video leave a like honestly it helps so much like i'm so grateful to everyone who sticks sticks with me and likes this podcast because it really helps the algorithm leave that review on itunes leave that comment and if you haven't subscribed by now subscribe we're putting out three videos a week and as always, guys, the best, the most brightest investors are the uneducated ones. Why is that? That's because the uneducated investor, they never stop learning, baby. Stay curious, my friends, and I will see you guys in the next video, baby. In the next video, baby.